Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. It's back, baby. Finally, it's back. We're back. College football is here this weekend. Man, ain't nobody better tell me nothing ain't nobody better tell me nothing just gonna be real with you at approximately 2 30 p.m central time i don't care that it's notre dame or navy still gonna be rooting navy we will have college football on the tube i'm really really looking forward to that a lot of games this week hawaii comes all the way to Nash Vegas. You have San Jose State, USC, FIU at Louisiana Tech, uh, UMass at New Mexico. So not a lot of big time marquee games, but regardless, we have real live football, not this preseason mumbo jumbo that we have right now. Monday Night Football is on the tube as well tonight. So, week zero, here we go. College football's here, but we're not going to be talking about week zero. We might, at the end of the week, maybe make a couple of picks. Picks are back, too. We hit on 64% of our picks last year, which I think is really good against the spread. So, we'll probably just do a little bit more, you know, pick-ems, if you will, like maybe money lines, if you will, winners this year. Um because I think it's more fun. We can pick a lot more games doing that way, so we're still thinking about that. But we do have a Rafino's Rants in store for you. Mike Farrell from Mike Farrell Sports. You might remember him from Rivals. Uh, said Brian Kelly was on the hot seat. You know what's interesting is I do some radio hits, podcast hits, things like that. This is the second time I've heard or seen or been a part of the show where somebody says, Brian Kelly's in the top five of being on the hot seat. And I'm just sitting myself thinking, Brian, what? Like Brian Kelly, like LSU's Brian Kelly. Well, we'll we'll mention that. I don't know why this narrative's going around, why he's on the hot seat. I mean, this is foolish. We'll talk about it. We will look into Florida State. I know it's two weeks or less than two weeks away. But just want to give my opinion on them. What do I start hearing? What are, what have I seen from them? Looking very in-depth with them. We will talk about it. As I do, you know, we recapped the scrimmage last night. If you missed that show, just after this one, hop over there. Listen to the, the scrimmage breakdown that we did. 
let's start looking into Florida State because it's here, man. We don't have a choice. I know it's two weeks away, but we'll take a little look behind the curtain here tonight. Carter Bryant joins us. I was on his show last night. He's on mine tonight. He joins us like he does every Monday at 730. I do still need to get with Memphis Spence. A lot of you have been asking about Memphis Spence and his return. I will ask him to come on for tomorrow. He does his top 16 every week. We'll be good to see where he thinks college football is uh, as well. We'll go around your SEC and Jay Johnson announces Nate Yeski and Terry Rooney. We'll mention that as well as Coach Jay Johnson, the national championship winning head coach, uh, had some really big time things to say today. So we got a jam-packed show for you, man. A very jam-packed show for you. This is going to be really, really, really fun. Uh, 92LX Hatch says, liked on Facebook, jumped over to YouTube just to get the double like. You know what I haven't done before? And I had a buddy tell me I should do this. Where is everybody watching the show from? Just put, and if you don't want to, that's fine. That's fine. If you don't want to give the town you're from or where you're listening to the show at, uh, that's fine. I get it. Privacy. You don't have to do that. But where is everybody? Just put in the chat. Where are you listening to to, uh, to us at uh, right now? Where are you? So where are you listening to AYS show from? So I think that's uh, interesting because you never know where people are, are, are listening to you from. Uh, Asheville, North Carolina, says Kim. Columbus, Georgia, says Aaron Adams. Navarre, Florida, says Daniel. I've actually been to Navarre. That's in the uh, by the Emerald Coast. By the Emerald Coast. Gotta love it, man. God, these are firing in here. I think DS means Denim Springs. Got some people in Denim Springs. <laughs> Daniel Williams says my house. Well, your head's too big. You, you probably have no idea. You're probably in seven zip codes. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee, says Chris. Vienna, Georgia, says Byford. Zachary, says David. Houston, says Ryan. Lake Charles, says Ryan. Gotta love it, man. Livonia. Livonia's in the house. Jacob says he's in Livonia. Look at this. So was that Sykesville? Steve Ryan says Sykesville or Syke, Sykesville, Maryland. Bozier City is in the house. Bristol, Tennessee, says Brad. Tennessee traveling back to New Orleans. You got to love it. If I missed where you're listening to us from, I am sorry, but I see them all in here. I see them all in here. We ain't got nobody from Franklin. Franklin may need to stand up, baby. I see a Bogue up in here, Robert Laws. Oh, Seminary, Mississippi, says Titus Bass. Man, I love this. This is pretty interesting. <laughs> Did not think we would get all these, but that's uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Carl the Cat, parts unknown, <laughs> says Kenny Futch. I got to meet Carl the Cat. Got to finally meet Carl the Cat this weekend. I uh, was pulling up to the scrimmage. They weren't uh, the pure poor security guard, man. I mean, he was like, are you, are, are you with the media? If not, you need to turn around. I'm like, hey, man, I have. And he's doing this to everybody. Like every media member that's lined up getting in there. It's like, hey, man, here's my credential. And he goes, well, let me radio people because all you sons of bitches are coming through here. And I'm like, okay. He did it to, uh, I think, Scarborough, Dandy Don. Those two were, I think, were behind me. That's the only reason why I know. So, poor security guard. But Carl the Cat was there to say, hey, man, that's Blake. <laughs> you leave him alone. He did it to everybody. He did it to everybody. John Sibley Butler says, Franklin 10, Louisiana. You got to love it, baby. You got to love it. Frank Town, where we at? Uh, Father Abear says, New Iberia represent. New Iberia, where you at? You got to love it. All right. Pierre Parr. Look at this. Michael Sutton says he's in Pierre Parr. Love the Louisiana people and where you're from. Continue to fire them in there if you're. We're going to probably do that. At, we're probably going to do that. We're going to say, hey, where are you listening from us to tonight? That's pretty fun. I like seeing where everybody's, uh, where everybody's at. All right. Let's get rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, and notification bell. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And all of you who continue to tell us that you're watching us on Fubo TV, welcome, 
welcome, welcome. We're glad to have you with us. Let's talk about our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. Brian Kelly on the hot seat. We're going to start looking into Florida State. Some key areas that I really like for LSU. Some areas that maybe I don't like so much for LSU. One key area that I think LSU could exploit, we will talk about that next. Take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. See you in just a minute. College football is back. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you, and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. We're back! <laughs> College football is here, baby. I have not been this pumped up probably since my children were born. Like, I, I like really. This is like a every football season is like a new child being born. The excitement, the anxiety, the pressure. And look, I didn't even deliver the baby, Right? That was my amazing wife delivering our two beautiful children. Okay. Every year I feel the exact same way when college football is upon us that it is. One thing that is for sure though is I don't really understand this, but this is multiple times now that I've seen Brian Kelly be labeled on some kind of ranking system or whatever. Um, I was, I've been asked it multiple times. Like I went to a Texas podcast and Texas radio show. I, I go out to, to Florida and then, you know, Gators pot or Gators radio show. And they're like, well, if Brian Kelly loses, you know, doesn't win the West is, 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 his, is he on the hot seat? Is he on the hot seat right now? Like, I, I, multiple times. Then today, uh, Preston Guy quote tweeted or posted an article from a guy that's been on this show multiple times, that being Mike Farrell, formerly, I think, of Rivals and a couple other places. And he said that Brian Kelly's number three on the hot seat list of coaches this upcoming year. Well, let me just – and I was fielding these questions like, what is he talking about? Like, there's no way. Then send, people sending me this. I just want everybody to know, okay? I just want everybody to know. It doesn't matter what Brian Kelly does this year. Does does not matter. LSU is not paying him $90 million guaranteed to go home. They're not paying him $50 million to go home. I, I promise you that. So it doesn't matter if you go 12-0 or 0-12, we don't have that money. <laughs> so you're locked into Brian Kelly being your head coach, and thank goodness that he is because I think that you're going to win the West. So... Wherever this narrative is coming from, wherever this thought process from people 
And, and look, I like Mike. He's been good to me. He's been gracious. He's He's been kind to come on the show. I don't agree with everything he says, but to say Brian Kelly's on number three, and then I read the article, it's like, yeah, well, they might lose to Florida State. Well, no, they lost to Florida State a year ago and won the SC West. Nobody is going to say call for his firing if he does the same exact thing this year that he did a year ago. Guys, if you win the SEC West again this year, you are not calling for Brian Kelly's head. You're not going to do that. You know that. I know that. The squirrel in the nest right now, because you're listening to this show, he's listening to it with us. He's like, okay. Yeah, I'm listening to Blake. All right. Everything around you knows that if you win the SEC West again, he's not getting fired. What? (laughs) I mean. Where have we come to in college athletics where some people get to make picks, AP poll votes, Heisman Trophy votes? Like, I might put in or try to find out a way. Somebody let me know what I got to do to be a voter for the Heisman. Because there's some people that have no business having votes in college athletics. I'm not saying Mike Farrell is one of those. All I'm saying is... What are we doing with this clickbaity mumbo jumbo? Okay. What are we doing? $80 million. $50 million. Who do you think you kidnapped? Chelsea Clinton? If you've ever watched the movie Rush Hour. Chelsea Clinton in the early 2000s wasn't worth $80 million, and she was the daughter of the former president who got, you know, blown out of office. (laughs) All right, Uh, we ain't getting political here. I make fun of everybody. I make fun of Democrats, Republicans. I don't want to get political here. But come on. Come on. Like, what are we doing? What what they gonna do with Jimbo? I'm just tired of being answered that asked that question. I mean, Billy Nate. I mean, there are so many other coaches that need to be above Brian Kelly, Billy Napier, Eli Drinkowitz, Jimbo Fisher. That's just in the SEC. You know, if Sam Pittman has a disappointing year, what happens in Arkansas? You know, it is. Is Zach Arnett, and people don't want to put Zach Arnett on there because he's brand new and Mississippi State went through a very difficult transition. The three coaches in line for not getting fired at their university goes as follows. Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Brian Kelly. (laughs) I mean... There's no other way to, to put that. Josh Heupel, I mean, Josh Joe Milton might not work out. He could be on the hot seat after going 7-5 and five this year, which they're not going to do because I'm still pretty high on Josh Heupel in Tennessee. So we'll see. We'll see. But I'm if I have to answer that question one more time, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I'm 1,000% going to lose it. Y'all want to talk about some Florida State? We'll, we'll get to some comments. And Cara Bryant joins us in 10 minutes. Listen, we got a long way to go. I'm not going to bore you and come on this show every night and talk about Florida State. Breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. But we're 13 days away. So let's look into them a little bit. We brought on TJ. We've talked about them a little bit. But this is arguably the biggest game the first week of the year. It Not really arguably. It is the biggest game of week one. Maybe you can make the argument it could be a bigger game than what Alabama and Texas will have in week two. Because most people believe that, yeah, we don't really know what's going on in Alabama. We know they have Saban. We know that they've been a dynasty. But the quarterback position there is not that good. 
is Texas actually back for once? We're back. Is Texas finally back? We will find out that answer if they can go into Tuscaloosa. I think they got to do more than that. But if they go into Tuscaloosa and beat the Crimson Tide, that's a very good step forward for them. But I expressed my concern. I very much expressed my concern on where LSU sits in the secondary. And the biggest worry, if we want to start off with worries, okay, is this. I worry that they have a really good wide receiver core who, if you listen to anything around Florida State and reading what some of their beat writers are reporting, is that that unit has had a really good offseason. They look sharper than they did a year ago. Stop me if this sounds a lot like LSU because, again, I've said they're pretty much close to being identical. But they look good with Jordan Travis. They look good with their receivers. Going up against our DBs, is that going to be an issue? A unit that has somewhat really struggled as of late. Even so much so, we talked about last night, Sage Ryan is now having to go out to that boundary. That is a cause for concern. That may be the key to the game. That You know, we might sit here, not this Thursday, but the up, but the, the following Thursday, the Thursday of, of week one, and say, you know what? There's one main area I'm worried about. Yeah, it's going to be that secondary. We may be doing that and probably will. But if that's the biggest area I have to worry about, and they haven't been so bad where they're like they're not the 2011 Saints. Wasn't it 2011 Saints that gave up all those yards? I don't know if it will be as bad as when Bo Pelini was here. I don't think it gets that bad. Or Durante Jones the first couple of weeks. I don't think it gets that bad. I really, really don't. I think it's going to be much, much better than that. And this team was the 26th team in passing yards allowed last year. Matt House may be able to scheme some things open, and he's not going to run man-to-man coverage the entire game and run his head into a wall because he's not a buffoon. And Brian Kelly won't let him do that anyway. But I do think that there's one area in this game that I'm I'm continuously looking at it and saying to myself, All right, well, they're really good, but I think this O-line unit can really hang with them. So let's go there. I think Florida State has a top two, top three defensive line in the country, not just the ACC. They return arguably the best pass rusher, defensive end in the country in Jared Verse. They got Dominic Lovin, but Brayden Fisk comes into the portal. He is going to be a mammoth. He takes a lot of pressure off of Dominic Lovett, who saw a lot of double teams last year. And a lot of people are high on Lovett because when he didn't see those double teams and was facing guards one-on-one in that interior, he won a lot of those battles and really wrecked havoc. They got to look for their other pass rusher. They have some guys coming in and out of there. But some people believe that that's the best three that you can have along the front. The thing that I think gives LSU the edge, that other teams might not be able to compete with Florida State because of this, LSU's offensive line does have the dudes up front that can not only slow them down but really win. Guys, they looked really good in the scrimmage. It's not as if Harold Perkins wasn't coming off that edge. It's not as if that Makai Wingo did not really do well last year getting after the quarterback in his own right when he was in man-to-man. We saw the win percentage for him. PFF put out the win percentage for Makai Wingo when he's going up in a pass rush scenario, one-on-one against a tackler guard, and he fared better than a lot of people. That is why, when if you saw this today, he was on the second team AP all-defensive team. Second team. Not Mason Smith, well, because he hadn't been around, but I think you get why people would put Mason Smith up there because of the height, whatever. Harold Perkins was the only first-team guy. But I think you know, and I know, that this offensive line, and we've made this assumption, at least I've made this assumption, that if Brian Kelly could bring the O-line that he had at Notre Dame with the skill position players that he would possess at LSU, 
things can get deadly. Well, so far this summer, they've looked really good. Now, you haven't really been able to see them run the ball a lot. They don't run through those scenarios a lot. They do it in team or individual drills or the run game drills. And they've looked good in those areas when called upon. Caleb Jackson has a 20-0 run, and I know that that's the second team. But they're getting five, 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 four, four, four on a really good defensive line that we just saw this last Saturday. And we already talked about Caleb Jackson. They got depth pieces there. So Lance Hurd has continued to rotate with the ones. Is he going to be the starting right tackle at the end of the year? Guys, for the first time, maybe ever, LSU potentially is going to have three five-star offensive linemen on their O-line. When has that ever been a thing? So I, I know that like when you look at recruiting because of Dominic McKinley, you're probably hearing some things, whatever, you think, oh, well, maybe this this unit isn't, you know, it might not be that good. Guys, this team up front on both lines of scrimmage are really freaking good. Are really freaking good. Okay? With that being said, that are some of the that's some of the areas that you lacked. You know, if Emory Jones would have been a, this time last year and you're going up against Jalen Carter, does he lose the battles that he did? Can he continue to win the game, the ones that he's been winning in the run game? You know what Will Campbell is. Guys, he I have not seen Will Campbell lose but one rep this entire offseason. One. Like by the end of this, Will Campbell very easily very easily could be a first-team All-American. You'd be like, yeah, makes sense. Makes tons of sense. Because they have just been producing at a level that is unfathomable for this school. You've had a lot of good O-linemen coming through. And I know what you're probably thinking to yourself. Oh, well, Blake's the O-lineman, so he's going to talk about the O-line. But, guys, they didn't give up a sack. The first or second unit was dominating the last couple of weeks against what is a really good D-line unit that LSU has. Harold Perkins is arguably the best defensive player in the country. He lost three out of four to Emory Jones in a pass rush scenario this past Saturday. What does that tell you? So I do think that LSU fares well. They're going to be able to protect Jaden they're going to be able to protect this running game and get some yards and get some push that they didn't have a year ago. You lost that game last year by by a point. And for four quarters, Cam Wire started at right tackle and got abused. He got abused by Jared Verse. That's not going to happen to Emory Jones. It's not. They're going to they're probably going to move Jared Verse around to try to get in different looks. It's what they did last year. It's exactly what they did last year. If there's something that I'm looking forward to in this game, I think it's going to be an outright war up front in the trenches. We'll see how it goes. All right. Josh Chapman sends a $199 Super Chat. says, what if, thank you so much for the Super Chat. Last night, our buddy Carter got like $75,000. So if y'all want to compete with that and y'all want to send money for Super Chats, go right on ahead. Uh, but Josh Chapman says, what if Ed O was coaching the D-line and recruiting? Well, he had the chance. I mean, he was the head coach, but he's done that before. Ed lost battles. And I agree with I, – I appreciate you, Josh, for the super chat. I mean, but he did do that. And a lot of these guys that recruited, not named Kai Wingo, I mean, really, Mason Smith and Savion Jones, to some extent, was highly recruited by Ed. But – it was Brian Kelly that had to finish off that recruitment. Like, one guy that you're going to have to get yourself really familiar with is Savion Jones. Savion Jones. <laughs> uh, Chad says, Perkins didn't really play a lot until the, after the Tennessee game. Yeah. I mean, he was out there for some extent. I think, what was it, Ole Miss? Or was Ole Miss after... Uh, they might have been after Tennessee. I can't remember. 
I can't remember. Yeah, he's back. He's back. Y'all want to talk some more LSU football with a dude that really knows what he's talking about? Y'all want to go to Carter Bryant? Let's do it. Let's talk to him. Let's talk about a good friend over there. Our good friend Tyler Alexander over at EXP Realty. Our good friend Steve Bean over at Bayou Daiquiri's and Bayou Bull to go. Don't go anywhere. Carter Bryant. Let's talk some more Florida State. Let's talk some LSU. We do it with him next. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man. He's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler. He'll shoot you straight. Bayou Daiquiri's at Bayou Bowling Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive-thru is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive through daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 985-888-1914. Because you know what? Daiquiri's and crawfish. It's a Louisiana thing. We're back! Carter, the power, Bryant, joins us in his normal slot every Monday here at 7.30. Buddy, how about Caleb Jackson? Big day for him, absolutely. Now, we tried to tell everyone on here that he is really freaking good. And uh, I know for your board, Blake, uh, he was higher uh, than how the recruiting services had him. And for me, he finished uh, number three out of everybody that LSU signed this last class. And uh, most services had him six, seven, eight range. Uh, I think you're looking at the next great running back at LSU. He is going to be um, really good. Obviously, look historically, the metrics is something I've explained on here before. Just see raw athleticism metrics. Everybody that's had that kind of profile that's come to LSU has succeeded, and it's succeeded at an extremely high level. And throughout the entire SEC, most backs that come in with that profile are going to succeed. So, if Caleb continues to put the work in and obviously learns the little nuances of pass protection, ball security, he is going to be really good. Um, but the next thing for him, obviously, Brian Kelly likes experienced backs, is not letting this, you know, scrimmage game, which people will forget about, get to him, right? And if he stays focused, he's going to be a big player for LSU this year. You know, you know what kind of state Caleb Jackson eats? I, I knew this. Rib eyes. I knew, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. So, Why? Tyler Townsend says, Carter can go get some good steaks, rib eye, with them super chats. You did get a lot yesterday when I was on the show with you. Rafino effect. But, buddy, <laughs> stop true. with the filet mignon. Filet go mignon get you a rib eye. A rib eye. A filet rib mignon over rib eye. It's not even close. It's Carter, even you close. Carter, you have no idea what you're doing. It's not this. I will pay for I, you and your wife to come. I will pay for the steaks for you and your wife to drive down here and let and let y'all have a, a real ribeye. Right, but you see, I'm going to be a good friend here and say that my wife is a pescatarian. She doesn't eat meat, so you'd only need to get one or, or two for me and you. Obviously, uh, what's a pescatarian? You know what a pescatarian is? No, I don't talk to people that only eat veggies. <laughs> no, they eat fish. And, uh, and oh, so she's Aqua Woman. Exactly, but uh, they, they they don't eat meat. They 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 eat fish. But I can cook a good redfish. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you can. But as long as it's better than the Titino's pizza, that. Uh, the, oh the, lord you know that, that pizza know. was good for, don't for those lie. that don't know if you're gonna come at me for these ribeyes versus filet mignon my house was being constructed yeah that what if i'm what if i'm so poor it's all i could afford and you're ripping me for that 
your your house is twice the size of mine. <laughs> and you and you got I'm t- I'm I'm not I I won't dox you, but I will say. Yeah, don't let people know what we what no, we got no, working no. with over here. I will I will say your your establishment is going to be beautiful with uh everything you have to work with. So shout out to Megan for keeping you in line. But no doubt. To the Caleb Jackson point. He is very good. He's like a ribeye. Okay. He's like a ribeye. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. All I'll right. Continue, it. continue, continue. But but the truth is, where Brian Kelly is going to have to ask himself this question, one thing you don't want to do is just overcorrect based on what went wrong last year versus Florida State. Now, I heard someone talking about Harold Perkins. You brought him up. It was a great question a minute ago. Um, obviously, Perk didn't play versus Florida State. He's going to play a lot. Now, obviously, Emory Jones didn't play versus Florida State. He's going to play the whole game as well. And those guys have a good shot of changing the outcome of last year's game. Now, Brian Kelly has to ask himself, how many true freshmen are better than what I already have that I want to play versus Florida State? Because that ultimately was outside of special You're not asking him to go in there and do something serious. You're asking him to go in there and maybe give you seven to eight snaps at max. Right. So, do, how many of these guys does Brian Kelly feel are better players than guys that have been there for a while? And it's a difficult question. It's a really difficult question you have to ask yourself. And that's why those scrimmages are important, right? You know, for me, Blake, I truly, truly do believe that if Caleb Jackson gets a good amount of reps by the end of this season, he will no doubt be the number one running back going into next year. So, I feel really good about his prospects. Uh, I gave him a day one grade. I think he really is good. And if he stays healthy, he's going to be very good along with potentially Shelton Sampson in year one. All right, so let me ask you this because I'm kind of breaking down some Florida State here. But let's go to the scrimmage first. Anything stand out to you? Obviously, you were there. I wasn't. Uh, The drops obviously are uh, a concern, as you brought up last time on my show. Um I, I, I will say the biggest concern is going to be the secondary. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. I know a lot of people that are here watch last night's show, but I will bring it up again, that you should be somewhat worried about the secondary. Is it jumping to in a volcano full of electric eels worried? No. They should be good enough to get you through Florida State. Now, they could get absolutely positively lit up. And I will tell you this, Blake, just to give you a little behind the scenes of what I've been working on all day. Um, on my SEC channel, I'm doing a deep dive on Peyton Thorne, right? Part of this is from an LSU perspective because – and for those that don't know, Peyton Thorne is the starting quarterback at Auburn. Auburn. All right. So he is a transfer from Michigan State, and I was watching Peyton Thorne. I was trying to watch as many reps as I possibly could because obviously, like you, Blake, we think Q Freeze can do really good things at Auburn. Could they do it in year one? I don't know. I think it's going to come down to how good Peyton Thorne's going to play. But whenever you sit down to watch any player, and this happens a lot if you actually do a lot of prospect breakdowns and all of that, something that tends to happen is someone else catches your eye. Someone else becomes a little bit better than you initially thought. And I will say this, going into this Florida State game, Keon Coleman is a real deal. It would not shock me after the first game versus Florida State you are not saying to yourself, Keon Coleman's the best player on their entire team, right? So much of what Michigan State did last year was throw the football up to number zero and find a way to come down with it. And he did it a lot. He is one of the best jump receivers. Yeah, he did it against three first-round corners. Exactly. Right. So this kind of ties in with the point of the secondary, right? It might be – we really need Jaden to win this game in a shootout because their receivers have won, the other guy six seven Johnny Wilson, but Keon Coleman. If you throw it up, he I mean he looks like a Olajuwon out there. I mean he snags everything if it's within his realm, right? It's very uh, it's it's think of any great jump ball receiver, Terrace Marshall, if you will. It's very much like him, right? So even if LSU's DBs are good this next year maybe we're going to need to win in a shootout versus florida state anyway and one of my favorite plays in week one is the over i think this game is going to be a 38 35 kind of game because you're high on the lsu offense i am right now as well 
I think Florida State could have the best offense in the entire sport. So I would be ready for that. And I, at the same time, would say it might not be the secondary's fault versus Florida State. They might be so good that we just need our offense to go out there and find a way to just outscore them. Yeah, it's always interesting when you're looking, you're trying to <clears throat> compare your team, the team against the team. But we've seen teams that are re- with really good defenses getting shootouts. I, I mean, look, yeah, no, I, I'm. I don't know if you'll call. F- would you call fifty to thirty a shootout? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, Georgia had to get in one with LSU, right? Yeah, they had to absolutely. get in a shootout with them. Georgia had to get in a shootout with. Uh, Alabama and SC championship game. Okay. Good defenses. Sometimes you do have to get into shootouts. Anything else stand out to you from things that were reported like Lance Hurd or anything else that stood out to you? I mean, I'm not getting on the receivers yet. It is yeah, what yeah. it is, but they can't continue to do that. But anything else stand out to you? Yeah, I think obviously Lance, it's, I think, would love for him to be ready to be a true freshman starter because that would give us so much blue-chip talent out there on the offensive line. But I would also be very patient as well. I don't think, you know, with the offensive line we put out there last year, we I, I, had, some, I had some qualms about it. I was very worried uh, because some of the guys that were out there previously weren't good against the elite competition. And that showed versus Florida State because their defensive line is really elite. So we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see if it gets to the point where they want to go to Lance Hurd. And I would like to see Lance play some early in the season. But I know a lot of people really want him to start just right off the jump. He's so heavily hyped. He's got a lot of fans. He's North Louisiana as well. I love North Louisiana players. Uh, I, I I I would be patient though. I would, too. And if you don't have to throw him out there against potentially a top three pick and Jared Verse, maybe leave him alone. You know, like let him, you know, maybe you throw him in there in a series. If you're up a touchdown, maybe you could throw him in there to see how he does. But even then, you can't really – you might not be able to risk something like that. Right. Because if he gets a sack, but you just got to tell Jaden, like, hey, Lance is going out there. You just got to be on your horse, and if right. he starts losing, we'll get you know we'll get him out of there. Carter Bryant joining us, Power Hour LSU. All right, so we talked a little Florida State. We talked about the scrimmage. Um, so Carter, here's the thing that I do like about what I've seen so far from camp: the O line is minus Lance Hurd has looked really good. You know, we talked about Jane Daniels, but we're not talking enough about this offensive line and how they've performed against what is a really talented defensive line. Um, are you shocked a little that they performed this highly so far this summer? A little, yeah. I mean, I I, I will say this. Now, I told you. Now, I told you. What, what did I tell you? you? You were high on this offensive line. Okay. I told you that production does what? If a if four more return, that production goes up thirty three percent. But continue. Yeah, no, the snap. They're they're top fifteen in snaps returning next year, according to Parker at Stanzo War. So that's obviously really good. Continuity matters. You played the position. I do think when it comes to the middle of that offensive line, there were instances where the bull rush would get to them. Uh, but they have another year in the system, and they they should be gelled pretty well together. I do think, for me, I like Mason Lunsford a lot. I think he can give you a lot of strength in that running game, especially with what LSU wants to do. So I'm really excited about the, the potential of him. I'm also really excited about Miles Frazier, right? This is a guy who's starting to get some – Senior Bowl love. Charles Turner also started to get some Senior Bowl love. Right. So those guys, they, they know that any one of them could get taken out in an instant, right? So they're going to be ready to go. Marlon Martinez is on their heels. Garrett Dellinger uh, is probably going to start. So there could be a mix-up by week three, kind of like what LSU had to deal with last year. But I do like this group going into week one. Carter, they hadn't changed anything, though. This is the first time that I can remember an LSU offensive line when we go out to practice that isn't different. They have been the same from day one of camp to the last day of camp so far, and knock on wood that no injuries happen. 
And I know that guys are rotating in and out. But even guys like DJ Chester, Carter, the last time a, uh, a kid that wore 79 that played center, you won a natty. DJ right. Chester does not look bad. The snaps, you would not know that there is an issue. You wouldn't know if there's a change, quite honestly. So that is something different. First and secondly, he is not 6'6". He's <laughs> listed as 6'6". He's, if he's 6'6", I'm Brad Pitt, okay? But that that comes to a place where they have looked so good so far. It, it, it They play so good, it worries me a little about defense. Like, the offense has just been so good that it worries me, if that makes sense. And I don't yeah. know if I should be that worried if they've been that good. No, you, you want the offensive side of the football to be better, right? Ask Iowa that question. Iowa's got, <laughs> that's Iowa, different, though. That's, that's, that's wildly different. But, but my, my point is Iowa's defense is immaculately good every single season. And nepotism is tearing their program apart with the Sun being the O.C., you would much rather your offense be ahead of your defense. Now, are there concerns about this defense? Absolutely. There's a lot of good players playing new positions, a lot of guys that have just gotten healthy again. You do worry about the overall depth of this unit, but I, I, I go back to Deshaun Womack. I go back to Ashton Stamps. Maybe there's some true freshmen like them that make your defense have a little bit higher of a floor and way more depth than you initially thought. And then, obviously, uh, special teams is, is going to be so big going into this next season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten to know Slade Roy really well. Obviously, he is really hammered home uh, on PHL that the special teams is going to be very improved going into next season. And They better be. They've a, they, yeah, exactly. They've had a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. And one thing I will say is you know, when Slade was on our channel last week, Blake, he acknowledged that Brian Kelly has emphasized one major point, which is starting faster. One thing that makes what LSU did last year so impressive is how bad they were in the first quarter and in the first and half. And Carter, of the they ran hurry up. The entire right. offense, they were hurry up the entire time. In, they in did scr- not slow down. You're talking about in the scrimmage. Yeah, I'm talking about in the scrimmage. They did yeah. not, like, this was not a slow-paced – Get the play in. Let's get lined up. This was Carter. It was 19 level speed. Okay. Good. It was it was fast, which if you're going to get burned at DB does not thrill me to see really. Right. So just to crank out a few numbers here, when it comes to first quarter scoring, now I'm not the biggest fan of just using scoring statistics, but this does paint a little bit of a picture. LSU is outside of the top 90 in First quarter offensive points per game and first quarter. Second and fourth quarter, baby. They kicked everybody's ass. Exactly. So they were one, eight, and one in fourth and first quarters this past season. And they they really weren't they, weren't they eight, one, and one in second and fourth, though? Right. So they were, they were really good in the second quarter. Right. um, In particular, in the final drive of second quarters. So Jaden was really good at the end of the games and at the end of second halves, right? And championship teams don't start as slow as LSU did. They were not good at all. Um, and, you know, they, they only won one first quarter. So, obviously, moving forward, one thing that Brian Kelly has emphasized is starting faster. Uh, and Slade broke it down for us. He's talking about traits. That's been a big word, traits. Uh, getting those traits down from last year to this year and coming out focused, coming out fast and uh, pause, bringing the heat. Uh, I knew I knew it. I, I, it went through your mind. I knew it. But uh, but obviously starting quickly and just <laughs> getting I knew, I knew you were thinking it. I knew you were thinking I was going to let you go. I was going to no, let you I, go. I, I know you were thinking it. I know it. I know your viewers. I knew it went through their minds, too. But obviously starting quicker and you don't want to get behind in so many games and there were some games where lsu would show something but it would be because you know they dropped a pass here they missed a block there so lsu is reevaluating how to get into games quicker and get the offense moving better and also moving to the getting better defensively in the first quarter and most importantly 
getting better on special teams in the first quarter. There were so many games where LSU started slow on special teams as well. So championship teams do not start slow, and I think that's going to be a big change for LSU this next year. Uh, Josh Chapman with a $4.99 Super Chat. Thank you, Josh, says, watch the Wake Forest defense and how they played Florida State last year with the spot. They pretty much shut – Jordan Travis down for half the game. Did you have you watched that one intently? Yeah. So they did a really good job as well of making Florida State earn their explosives, right? They did a good job playing off. Uh Jordan Travis also was just off that game. And for those who didn't know, Wake Forest went to Florida State and beat them. And it was very impressive. So they came in there with a good game plan. And something else was Florida State just couldn't get their run going, run game going on early downs uh, in that game. So, you know, I actually skimmed through that game. I, I didn't watch. It, it's a lot. I'm not really going to start watching too much Florida State really until later this week. But, man, the, that was one of the more impressive wins in the ACC this past year, the Demon Deacons getting it done. Here's the thing, Carter. I think that we we – we can only talk about this game so much. And look, we're, you know, next week we're in game week. So we'll really be breaking this thing down. I, Jordan Travis doesn't really scare me as much as some others. Really. Like, I don't. It's everything around him that scares the shit out of me. It's not him that scares me. Right? No, I like, strong, I, I strongly disagree, man. I really do. I think. I. <sighs> I think he's by far the best quarterback we will Just play. Just because he's the best quarterback that we will see, it's not it, – he's not the I, – I mean, but see, here's the thing. I disagree with that to some extent because, Carter, we did see him struggle at times last year. There are some answers that have – the questions that have to be answered on him, just like Jaden Daniels. So, yeah, no, I agree. So – to some extent, he's had stretch just because of what he did against LSU. That was not what he did all season. I'm still old enough to remember when he went 50% against Florida at the end of the year. Right? Like, he had some really subpar games. I agree that what I'm trying to say is, and you can allude and you can disagree with this, but what I I'm do, trying to <laughs> but what, do you disagree that he had subpar games last year? No, he had some moments last year okay. where he wasn't great. But yeah. it's not so – what worries me is, like, if we LSU's faced good quarterbacks before, I think that you could slow him down with the front seven is what I'm trying to say. What, I don't think it's a good matchup. It's not a good matchup. Where I think your yeah, front no, seven can get after his ass, I, I don't like what, they, what everything else possesses is what I guess I'm trying to get at, if that makes sense. Right. But you disagree. Yeah, so – for me, I and when you look at LSU's schedule, I think the two best quarterbacks are KJ and Jordan. I do agree that Jordan Travis does have more to work with on the outside, and it does concern me everything else that he has surrounding him. He's got a great OC, he's got a great offensive line coach, and Alex Atkins. They're they're really well built, and the play they calling run is the really ball good. really well. No, yeah, counter. They're they're the most heavily counter repped team in all of college football last year i do think jordan travis is very good now to your point that doesn't mean lsu's not going to win that doesn't mean lsu's not going to be great i do think jordan is is awesome i think last year versus lsu that was some of the most accurate qb play that i've seen the dimes that he delivered in that game he got sleepy hollowed by ollie gain still put a, a dime there and his receiver sucked they they dropped a lot of balls that he put right on the money so i i think he is very good and i think if you know if harold perkins goes off he won't have that great of a day that's all there is to it and i think perk is going to be so key because jordan travis isn't the most athletic runner he's nowhere close to Jaden when it comes to running ability but he is very crafty he is a very good runner and I think, obviously, when he gets out, when he squirts out, LSU is going to need to bring him down quickly. All right, I already know where it went. God, dude, you are so bad. You can't. I, I it's can't the even, way you said it. It was the way that you said I it. I said squirts <laughs> out of a tackle. But I, I, I just I have, never heard somebody say he squirts out. You know, like. What's wrong with. There's never wrong. There's ne it's it's never wrong to to squirt out. <laughs> don't don't hate on someone squirting out, Blake. 
you knew the context. This is a family show. This you is knew, a family you show. You knew the context. If you squirt out of a tackle, that's a good thing. Oh my! Oh my word! <clears throat> okay. You won't do that against LSU. Is there one thing that you think LSU possesses to beat them? Like, how do you see? Like, what is something yeah. that you that you really do like that LSU is going to exploit Florida State in? Malik freaking neighbors, right? Uh, I think he's going to have a big game. I do. And if you take him away, that's where all the other guys are going to have to step up and play really, really, really well. Uh, obviously, I think this offensive line is going to be one of the more motivated first game offensive lines you're ever going to see because last year's the entire pass protection, it wasn't just them. It was, you know, Josh missing assignment, Mason missing assignment. It was the first game. All the protection was bad. Um I think that unit is going to be so motivated that all offseason, you know, they hear this, they read things saying, well, Jared Verse is going to eat you up like he did last year. He's going to tear you up. Uh, that whole defensive line, they they bullied us up the middle, flat out bullied us. Well, the the center, we didn't have the right center picked out. We didn't have the right, right guard picked out. Didn't have the right right tackle picked out. No offense to those guys. It was just the truth. They, they dominated – in those spots in particular. So I think that unit is going to come out with a major chip on his shoulder. And then obviously the most motivated guy is going to be Mason Smith, knowing, you know, the demons of what happened last year. And I think if he's healthy, you and I shared some concern about, you know, him being dinged up for a good portion of this fall. I think he's going to be ready to go. And if he is, you will see a man possessed wanting to get back at Florida state for not getting to play in last year's game. I think LSU has a massive upgrade at linebacker too. Like I, I yeah, you know, I we we're not talking about him enough, and it's a shame too. We talk about everything else, you know, Carter. We've spent a lot of this offseason. Now he's gotten a lot of accolades, and so he there is talk about him. There always will be, but we have not talked about Harold Perkins' impact yet on this game. I want to touch on this briefly here because he's my massive key to victory that I'm already preparing for for next week. But I just think that you got to continue to let him do what he was doing. Let him spy. Let him get out on the perimeter. Let him run Travis down because he can run him down. I think that you talk about Mason Smith. I agree that he's a massive part to that. I think Harold Perkins is going to be the cream, the the, the cherry on top of that Sunday that we just did not possess last year, that I think LSU just is a little bit more talented in that front that Jordan Travis does not remember that he saw. So what do you think about Harold Perkins' potential impact in the linebackers in this game, Omar Spates? And look, a guy that we not also talked about too, Greg Penn has had a massive summer. So I yeah. think that's a big advantage there too. Yeah, I think the linebacker position very well could be the most important level of the defense when you play Florida State, they do a really good job manipulating linebackers, right? And got to be disciplined. Got to be disciplined, right? And once again, if if you don't know what counter means, I know I've used it a lot. It's it's very simple. When an offensive lineman pulls from left to right, what Florida State does a really good job of is play actioning out of it, and that is a lot of information to process at the second level, right? Going up against counter, it's very difficult on the second level of that defense, especially if they do a good job PA and out of it. Something else, and I touched on this last week. I'll bring it up here, and we'll go even deeper into it next week. Florida State is really good at throwing to the running backs out of the backfield. Really good. And that's where Omar Spates is going to have to step in big time, right? Because obviously with Harold Perkins, I mean, he's a killer. Right, his natural instinct is to get downfield and go make plays. Obviously, versus Florida State, you've got to be very disciplined with your eyes, very disciplined with your keys. Manhouse puts a big emphasis on that with this LSU defense, reading your keys. And if you do that, you should be fine. But the key thing is being patient and being ready, uh, potentially for those running backs out of the backfield. Chad says Aaron Anderson takes one to the house on special teams. Let's go. Obviously, that would be sweet, right? Yeah, something- and you would get your revenge, right? You would get your revenge. Uh, Bird yeah. Boy 878 says, in watching some Florida State podcasts, they question if Perkins will guard Jaheim Bell or spy Jordan Travis. 
I fully expect him to spy Travis the entire game. I don't think that he'll spy him the entire game, but I do think in crucial situations he will. Like crucial right. passing downs he will. I even think they'll have a default, you know, to show that he might be rushing and then just go back out and spy. But I I agree with you. Oh, I think Omar Spates is a big part of that too because he can help Harold Perkins out there too. All right, last one for you, Carter. Let's go. Um Week zero's here. College football's here. Any I mean, I know that really there's not really any big games, but I know you're gonna be glued to the TV. You excited? A little. Obviously, you know the matchups aren't where they need to be, um, and that's fine with me. You didn't love that Nebraska, even it, even though it sucked. I love that Nebraska Northwestern Northwestern game last year. And they didn't love what happened to their program after that. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter to me that they didn't. Yeah, I know. One was hazing. One got frosted. But you know who did go off? Trey Palmer went off. Trey Palmer, shout out to him. And look. 985 and another big touchdown uh this week. I'm cheering for him big time in the NFL. And I am actually taking him in a lot of my fantasy football leagues in the final round. I think now that Russell Gage is out, I know it's a completely different topic, but now that Russell Gage is out, I think Trey Palmer has a good chance to go off. Right. I really do think he can be a, a nice NFL wide receiver. And for those that were a little familiar about Trey at LSU, he just needed to go somewhere else with a fresh start, right? And when he got to Nebraska, he had that fresh start, and he was obviously really good. I think he's got the makings of being a steal, one of the many steals uh, that wide receivers at the next level are brought from LSU. Uh, Chili says, uh, hashtag ask Blake, Andre Sam can be the key to this game if we'll talk about it before Carr leaves. He's had a big, it, he's had a big summer, dude. He's had a big summer. I love experience. I do. And you get a year seven guy. This guy's seen everything at all different levels. Uh, and it's he, not like we hadn't seen him play well against power five opponents either. Cause he has, yeah. and he's done well. He's played in Tiger stadium before when he was <clears throat> right. So I'm really excited to, to see him, how they're going to use him. He could play nickel. He could play safety. So, I think he's I think he's gonna be a very nice piece for what LSU's going to do next year. And I like Adam. Kamarion Pimpton. It's gonna blow yeah, he up. He didn't play Saturday, he was a little beat up. But Yeah, the physicality, but man, he's great. Yeah, I think he's gonna be great. Well, yeah, I really look, I, I we'll talk about this at nauseum next Monday, Carter. But Yeah. It's here, it's time, and I do think Florida State is almost identical to us. I think we're playing us. I think they possess a lot of the same weapons we do. Mobile quarterback, returning offensive line pieces, good wide receiver gore, good tight end, good D-line, good linebackers, secondary, they had to go in the portal. Sound familiar? It does. A lot of familiarity. Oh, 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 oh. By the way, I did put a poll up on uh, YouTube. So around 100 votes, I said, what is better, ribeye or filet mignon? What do you think the people chose? Oh, well, these people are warm-blooded mammals, so they chose filet mignon. No, they did not. 67% of the people the people from the people show voted ribeye. More for us. <laughs> that's, that's, more, that's more for us. That's good. Just but, please come on down here and let me cook your ribeye, please, please. How do, how do you like your steak cooked? Medium, medium rare. I like there to be some pink in there. That's what she said. I mean, come on, dude. That's the third one. That's the third one. It's the third one. You get that? That one. It, 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 Three strikes. I'm out. Time yeah, to get you out of here. But, but, but that was well within the context of, of steak. You want the steak to be so moisturized, it's squirting, basically. That's that's basically. All right. All right. We're out of here. Carter Bryant, we'll see you Monday, buddy. We got football next week and this week, but we got LSU football starting next week. Let's go, Tigers. Let's go. All right. There's Carter the Power, Bryant. Always fantastic to have him. Um, let's get to a really quick break. Jay Johnson spoke. We will touch on that maybe a little bit. I mean, guys, come on. And – uh. We'll talk maybe a little bit about the SEC. Don't go anywhere. We're back next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. 
But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell me, your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. So apparently, aliens are real. <laughs> oh, I'm just messing. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Jay Johnson spoke with the media today and introduced Nate Yeski and Terry Rooney. Look. I could come out here and try to make up some profound bullshit about why I think they're, they're two good hires. They're two good hires. You got a guy that recruited guys like Ronaldo and, and LeMayhew back in the building, and Terry Rooney was a former pitching coach. He's been around a lot of places. He recruits at a high level. Jay loves the way that he recruits. Now you got Josh Jordan and Terry Rooney, both that are high-level recruiters. LSU got one of the best freshman classes in here, Nate Yeski comes in here. Has been a multiple-time national championship-winning coach as a pitching coach. Has been at Jay with Arizona. What else do you need? What else does Jay Johnson have to need for there to be such a profound breakdown on what he's doing? Now, there's a lot of questions that that's going to go into the season. You know it, and I know it. But as Jay said today, he did not expect Cam Brown to make it to campus. Jake Brown didn't make it to campus, but they are, and. Jay alluded to today that the pitching staff is probably going to be the biggest strength on their <clears throat> of their team while these young bats continue to get rolling. We'll see how that progresses. We'll see how that plays out. We got a long, long, long way to go before the baseball season starts. But I do like the, uh, the, the fits. I do like the staff changes. I do like... Uh, what Jay does in recruiting and what you have returning. You're going to be a top five team. Maybe you won't be able to repeat, but you have more talent than you know what to do with, especially on the mound. And I think your staff and bullpen will be something lethal. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.